0: Good morning. This is Lynn Myers. I'm the volunteer and donations manager at the Flagler Humane Society here to speak with you during Speaking with Animals, our broadcast with WNZF. And today we're going to talk about pet microchips. And I am sure a lot of you who have pets have experienced your pet running off or escaping from the yard or even just twisting itself out of its collar and taking off on a walk and your dog is lost or maybe your cat has wandered off and you're like, where is it? How do you find it? You know, And there's a lot of really good ways out there to identify your pets so that they can be reunited with you. And one of the ways that we're going to talk about today is the pet microchip. And today, I have Mel Melvin here to talk with and discuss all the different, you know, the different ways you can do it, but also just what is microchipping?
1: Good morning, Lynn. This is a really interesting subject because it's something that's been done all over the world. But here in the United States, it doesn't seem to have the interest that they have in the other countries, especially with their governments that
0: Mm – That's very true. Um, I had recently read that in Israel, it is a mandatory national law that all owned pets must be microchipped. And they even have a national registry where all the pets are then registered with their number so they can be located. But in the United States, we're only at about um, 16 to 18% of animals are microchipped. And yet it's really an effective way to identify your pet in case they get lost.
1: Yes, Lynn, I find it really interesting when you look on Facebook or you see posters around the community or even the what they call neighbors, a little inside the community uh, communication, social communications, that's not the way to find your animal. Mm -mm. And in fact, you can get into trouble with people conning you, seeing they do have your animal. And so that chip gets to be more and more important.
0: It really does. Um, It is unfortunate that that can happen. And you're right. I mean, thanks to social media, there's several different groups of people locally who, if you have lost a pet, you can notify them on their Facebook pages and put photos and they'll start looking for it in your general area. But so could some other folks be looking for those pets and so you know but with a microchip the microchip is not something that will ever fall off a collar it will never break down it's just a real um, for the life of the pet it will be there embedded under the skin and so it's very it's probably the best thing we've got out there right now for pets well
1: what are the procedures for that do you know what they are
0: Well, I do at uh, the Flagler Humane Society. I mean, if you adopt an animal from us, whether it's a dog or a cat or even a rabbit, they are all going to be microchipped before they leave the shelter to the new adoptive family. And what is involved is it truly, the microchip is like a little glass cylinder with some wires and stuff in it. But it's working with radio waves. And they are going to inject it under the skin, usually between the shoulder blades of the pet, so it's under the skin, and it just lays there dormant until, at some point, it's activated by a special scanner that can read it. But otherwise, it, it has no battery to it or anything. It's just there waiting for if someone needs to read it.
1: I'm glad my mother didn't know about that, <laughs> the way I used to get around. She might have tried that.
0: Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I must admit, microchips, Have I've often wondered if this is the way we could keep track of children better. <laughs> But then again, it's not GPS. No. You know, it's it's not going to track where your pet is right now. But if your pet is found, anybody can take a pet to a shelter or a vet veterinarian and they can scan it for a microchip. And what happens is a number pops up on the scanner and the vet or shelter will know who to call to read this rep- number to. And then they will be provided with the information of who the last owner and how to reach them um, is so that they can reach out and find these people.
1: Which brings up the important part of keeping it updated. We move, we get our telephone numbers changed, and that information has to be updated. Being that we put the chip in, it's easy to forget that, but that is something you should remember.
0: Definitely. And in fact, a really good tip if your pet has been microchipped, is to put in your contact list of your cell phone, put in perhaps the name of the pet, and then where the phone number would normally go on a contact list, put the microchip number, as well as maybe further down in the contact part, put the phone number of the company that it is registered with, so that if, you ever, if the pet ever does get lost, you've got a quick way to find the information you need. Of who should I call who and let them know that either my pet has been lost, which you can also do that with a micro with the fact that it's registered. You can let them know that your pet has currently lost so that they're on the lookout. But you can also call them if you've moved or if your cell phone number has now changed, or whatever. But you will know immediately who to call and what your pet's number is. Now Actually, when the microchip is installed, you'll probably get like a little tag it's a little plastic tag to put on a keychain or something that will have the name of the company of where the microchip was registered. But if that should fall off, which that can happen sometimes with tags, here it is right in your cell phone for if you need it rather than have to search through files or something yeah. There
1: are a couple of companies that actually do this, aren't there? Mm-hmm. It's not just one.
0: No, not at all. There is anywhere from six to nine different <laughs> companies that manufacture microchips and then sell them to shelters and veterinary clinics, etc. Um, I don't think you can buy it individually yourself and because you're really going to need a vet tech to at least um, insert it under the skin, because you kind of need a special syringe and, and everything to do it properly. But no, nope, you can, there's quite a few different companies, and which can be a bit of a challenge then too, because um, unless you know, you know, what your company is that you're registered with, um, it it's, a, you know, might be difficult to find, know who to call kind of thing.
1: One other thing I thought that was quite interesting, that when your vet or whoever does the checking of the uh, unit, they won't give that information out. They have the company call you. So in other words, the company does not give your information to anyone. They make sure that you're notified first for you to call the person or the vet to get that
0: Yes, and that's really important. In many ways, I guess pets have kind of a HIPAA law, much like human beings, where you can't just give out information about your uh, pet, contact information, etc. And that's a protection for the owner, you know, maybe in case some sort of scam or something is going on. But they will disclose the information to a licensed veterinarian or for to a licensed shelter so that they can hopefully find call the owner. And, and hopefully if that's still the current owner, and that is something to consider too, is if for whatever reason you have had to find a new home for your pet, so it's now with somebody else, it's important for that new owner to update the information in the registry. Because many a time when a stray animal has come into the shelter, and we go in to check to read the microchip, we find out that that owner hasn't had that dog for three years <laughs> you know and it's like oh goodness it's like having nothing at all to work with
1: Yeah, the, each of these uh, ideas are so important if we love our pets it's very important that we make this a very strong thing in our procedures of taking care of that pet it should be almost like at the top of the, the list of knowing where that pet is Mm-hmm.
0: Because it really is a natural phenomena for a lot of pets to go exploring. The smells in your neighborhood or if another animal is in heat in the neighborhood, all of these are things that are going to possibly lure your dog out the door really fast or your cat. And, you know, then you get the joy of trying to track them down and okay. find them. But, you know, if worse comes to worse, always put a collar on your pets. Even cats and I know with cats certainly they have a way of, you know, getting out of collars and everything. And some people are concerned that the cat could if they're in undergrowth could get caught up with the collar. And fortunately cat collars actually have a breakaway feature to them. But if if you can't do a microchip, do at least a collar with an ID tag on it. The ideal, perhaps, situation, though, for any pet owner is to do all three. Have a collar on your pet. Have an ID tag with a current cell phone number on that collar. And then also get your pet microchipped so that you're covered in all kinds of ways. Because, for instance, one of the reasons I recommend a collar and a microchip is, let's say it's a neighbor down your street that finds your dog they can immediately look at the caller and the ID tag and see perhaps the name of the pet and the phone number to call. They are going to have to take that pet to a vet clinic or a shelter to have a microchip read. But right then and there, they might be able to reunite that pet within minutes to you if they at least had a caller with an ID tag on it.
1: And there's, with all of these different companies, there's also different readers. So the vet you go to might not have that same reader. I don't believe that's not a that, standard thing.
0: That's correct. That does happen as well. And so that many, I know we have like three different models at the Flagler Humane Society to work with. And because they all read a little differently and, and so whichever one is going to be the one that works. Um, but microchips though, just in case you're you know, curious, it's, We actually have a free microchip service here at the Flagler Humane Society. We have a clinic every Monday between 12 noon and 3 p.m. where you can walk in with your pet and get a free microchip implanted in the pet. And then they would give you the information as to where to register it. And otherwise, you could go to a veterinarian and have them do it, but you're going to probably pay a bit of a fee um, you can also come on Saturdays to our shock clinic and between 11 and 3, and you can have a microchip implanted then, but it will cost you $30. So if you'd like a free microchip, I recommend coming in any Monday between 12 noon and 3 p.m. and just have it done. It, it, there's a little bit of discomfort for the pet, When this is installed, because, you know, if you picture a grain of rice being pushed under the skin, that's, it could be, you know, a little painful. But it's quick and very minimally um, invasive, very unlikely to cause any further problems for your pet, although some have been known to get a little bruised or um, in that area or inflamed. But basically, it's, it's a very safe process and it's just really effective.
1: The other thing with the chip is to understand that when you get the chip, there is an annual fee, I believe, to most of these.
0: No. 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 Actually, what you'll find out with the registries is it's free to register your microchip with them with contact information. However, they do have generally some additional plans that will offer you additional services and upgrades to this information that will cost you extra, but the actual initial registration is totally free and it's up to you if you want to upgrade it to a further, you know, more involved package of information. Um, Some of these companies, in fact, will offer help for you to locate your pet in the sense of providing flyer templates that you can create and, and other like lost registries that you can log your pet in on with photos nationwide. So that's where some of these additional a possible monthly fee could be incurred. But, um, but basic registration is totally free.
1: That is excellent. So there's no excuse right. not to get it done.
0: Exactly. Now, something, though, that, you know, we have, you may have heard of, though, is GPS trackers. Now, microchips are not going to tell you where your pet is, okay? Th- this is not GPS. But there are GPS tracking um, tags out there on the market. One market, uh, one company, Apple, <laughs> of course, Apple has something called a, a pet tag. And it's like a little uh, ID tag kind of thing that would be attached to a collar. That then you download an app onto your cell phone, and literally wherever your pet is wandering, it will show up an, on a location map on your cell phone. Um, however, you're going. Here's the problem, though. I mean, it, it's a great idea and and everything, but it could fall off the collar. You know, any time something could potentially break off from the collar, fall off, get destroyed, get soaked from rain, whatever, that's going to, you know, make that choice not really work for you. Whereas a microchip, that will always work. It will. It doesn't have a battery in it or anything. It's only activated when hit by radio waves. So um, it's it'll be under the skin for the life of the pet.
1: Yeah, I was looking at the GPS type. And that really is unique because you do have an app with that also. Mm-hmm. And you could find that, dog very easily with the GPS. The problem with that is the battery. It only lasts maybe, depending on the company, from a day to two
0: weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, and wow. they have to be
1: recharged. They do not last very long.
0: Well, see, that they're in, you know, that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's, I think in the future… Hopefully, we'll see progress where they may be able to come up with a longer battery life somehow on them because these GPS trackers have really been a boon for farmers and ranchers in particular who have lost parts of a herd off into the mountains that have strayed off. And this has been just great for them to be able to track a lost cow or a goat that's wandered off somewhere. But if it only lasts a battery of you know two weeks, that's really not going to help them much. Yeah,
1: Well, the ones I'm speaking of are for the uh, dogs themselves. I'm assuming the ones for farm animals are much better than that because they also use that information for things like how much the animal is eating, how much milk it's giving, and actually the general health of that animal. So there's probably more to it, but the ones for the dog might not be as thick and heavy as one yes. uh, a larger animal could take up it, that's it.
0: Yep. I, I actually saw one of the ones that are for pets or for dogs, and it's about the size of maybe a half dollar in diameter and um, maybe half a centimeter thickness. Um, so it's not huge, but again, you know, it's, it's definitely there. And... Um, but it, and it has sort of a ring that can be attached then to a collar or something. It is a great idea. And maybe in the future, it will really become part of, maybe it'll become part of a microchip under the skin uh, to be able to have GPS tracking and, and everything. But right now, still kind of infancy days, I guess you would say.
1: The other one I found was a crowdsourcing type chip. Well, it wasn't a chip. It was like a um, collar medallion that if somebody saw it or had it, it would give out a signal to everyone else that had that particular brand of medallion or chip or whatever. Mm -hmm. So if the dog got away, hopefully people in all the areas would be notified through the app that the dog was loose and they could do it callback on that one is how many people will be in your group to have that type of...
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be really interesting, I think, you know, especially in Palm Coast because of all the different sections. I wonder if you could have it sort of like everyone who lives in the B section would, you know, it would show up on them there. And that way, you're kind of limiting how far you'd have to look. But potentially, your pet is somewhere in there. Yeah, we have quite a
1: lot of ways to keep track of our
0: our animals. Definitely. Hey,
1: how about if we uh, take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Sounds good. And now we are back with Speaking with Animals. And... We've been talking about microchipping, and I just you know, want to remind everyone, please consider microchipping your pet so that you have that peace of mind if they wander off. Now, there are some exciting things coming up at Flagler Humane Society, and we hope that you will be able to come to them. One is next Thursday on the 22nd. We will be having a yappy hour which is kind of like a cocktail party where you get to bring your dogs with you. It will be at the Terra Nova pizza restaurant in Vanel from six to eight. And you can purchase your tickets in advance at our website with the Flagler Humane Society. The tickets are $15 each, which gets you a plate of hors d'oeuvres and a well drink usually. And we encourage you to bring your dogs and hang out with us there. We also will be having our annual spaghetti dinner. Now it's coming up in April, and once again it'll be in at the Caldwell Barn at the Flagler Agricultural Center. And it's just a great time when we raise money for spay and neuter surgeries um, at the shelter, so that you know that's the future for shelters. We don't need more shelters. We need less pets that don't have homes. So we really encourage everyone to help us raise money so that everybody can get their pets spayed and neutered.
1: I think that's, of course, a great idea, and I'll do my best to be there.
0: Absolutely. It's a fun time. It's one of our really most fun parties that we have every year, the spaghetti dinner.
1: You know, that's a good time to let your dog or train your dog to be socialized. I think that's one of the big things that we get with our animals. They don't get around other animals enough. Mm -hmm. And then when they do, we we have a hard, hard time controlling them. So hope you can be there. Yep, It was a pleasure talking with you and hope to be with you next week.
0: Sounds great. It was my pleasure to join you today.